Hey everybody, it's your co-host Hunter Dennis here. I just wanted to hop in before the episode started to let you know about some unfortunate technical malfunctions we had about nine minutes into this episode. At that point, you'll just kind of hear everyone get a lot more quiet. So you can just turn up your volume a couple notches and you should be able to hear the rest of Stephanie's amazing story just fine. Thanks for listening. Welcome to the Power of Lifting podcast. I'm Eric Cafferty, owner of the Mecca Gym. I am a strength and conditioning coach and a contest prep specialist. The focus of this podcast is to dive into the mindset and the drive of people who have done incredible things with their lives. Welcome to the podcast, the Power of Lifting podcast. And, uh, you know, we we play psychologist a lot on this podcast. <laughs> but today, we actually have a psychologist on the podcast. A school psychologist, no mm-hmm. less. Yes. But... Arguably, more importantly, we have a national and soon-to-be world-level powerlifter, Miss Stephanie Carpenter. Welcome. Thank you. Welcome to the show. I'm excited so to be excited. here. So excited. Yes, yes, I'm very excited. Um, so you uh, you were gracious enough to fill out our uh, our questionnaire, which is good because you've won so many things. There's no way that I could remember. <laughs> <laughs> so you're I'll, supposed to know you're my coach. I mean, well, there's too many things. He's only one man. Exactly. I mean, when you've won so many things, uh, so I'll I'll read a few off. Um, so we ask crowning achievements, uh, crowning achievements, and she says being a mom to two beautiful young young women and Nana to Nona, four, yeah. Nona, Nona, excuse Nona. me, Nona to yes. four amazing grandchildren. Hence the the IG handle Deadlift Grandma. Uh, qualifying in 2019 for Raw Nationals uh, for USA Powerlifting, placing second in the Masters One uh, B. Correct? It's one, just one. Then oh, nations, they yeah. don't separate it. That's right. It's one, but uh, in the 84 kg class, uh, 21st in the open 84 kg, which is insanely impressive. Yes. Um, and you qualified to represent uh, USA Powerlifting in the 2019 World Bench Press Competition, but canceled due to COVID. Go Freaking COVID. COVID. Ah, Go I know, COVID. I know. Uh, she holds many a state record in the state of Idaho here. The 84 kilo class, uh, raw open squat, raw open deadlift, and the Idaho state record in the 84 kilo masters, 1A class, and deadlift, squat, bench press, and total. Just all of it. Idaho state <laughs> record in the 84 kg uh, masters 1B class and squat, dead, uh, squat, bench, dead, press, and total. Yeah, so all of it. Uh, so yeah, lots of lots yeah. of records. Thank goodness for writing that out for us. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the so yeah, all of the records. You won best lifter mm-hmm. on uh, at least one. one yeah, at least one occasion. One. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. No, just one. It's a big deal. <laughs> yeah. Yes, big deal. Um, so yeah, pretty awesome. So right off the bat, what uh, what got you into powerlifting? Well. Probably a couple years before I went into powerlifting, before my first meet, and mm-hmm. it was in May of 2016, mm-hmm. I ha- had been involved in a group fitness type, like a, a, a CrossFit type of a workout. Ooh. I know, I know. Not really officially CrossFit, but it was very much like a, you know, a CrossFit-esque. hit. CrossFit-esque. Yeah, it was a hit <laughs> gotcha. workout type thing. And the trainer there had 
had watched me lift and was like, you're really strong at this. I'm like, yeah, all right, whatever, you know. Um, And it was around New Year's. And he had said, um, you know, we're all talking about New Year's Mm -hmm. goals and all that Mm -hmm. stuff. And he said, I challenge you to enter into a powerlifting competition. In fact, there's one coming up in May. And I was like, "Uh you know, whatever. He goes, no, I will, I will write you out a program and, and I'll give you space, you know, that you can go out and work out in this extra, Mm -hmm. you know, training room. Mm -hmm. And, um, so you can prepare just for those three lifts. I knew nothing about the technicality at all. And, um, so I, I started doing his little program and, and a basic program and, and, um, I showed up at the meet and I, I think I borrowed singlets. Yeah, and, there you go. And was stuff that, like that. Was that a meet here? No, it was over at um, at Berserker. Oh, okay. at different. It was at, it was at, it wasn't even Berserker at that time. Oh, yeah, so it's like, just a it was like CrossFit gym or yeah, I can't remember. Or yeah, or yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, before the meet, um, Misha had sent out an email to all the lifters saying, "If anybody is completely new, meet me oh. here at the Mecca, and I can go over the calls and the technicality." Mm-hmm. So I show up, and I remember the first time I walked in the Mecca, I was like. Uh, I was so scared to even walk in the door, but she was gracious and spent time and going through each of the lifts and the, and the calls, you know, and the oh, technicality yeah. of it. So I showed up to the meet with a borrowed singlet uh, and that's risky. <laughs> it was, it was <laughs> risky. And, um, and I think I was more afraid, not of the calls and the technicality. I was more afraid of walking out in front of everyone in a singlet. Uh, and then, <laughs> and then different. it is, is it is so different. View, but it's, it's like not a bodybuilding company. No, bikini. but it's still, you know, you know I mean? nobody looks good in a singlet. That's very true. <laughs> nobody does. And, and then when I walked out the first time, you know, I was all like, eh, all embarrassed and, and shy about it. And I walk out and I look around and I realize, yeah, nobody looks good. I, I'm yeah. okay. Yeah. It's like going it's to Roaring it, yeah. Springs and you look around and you're like, hey, I'm not so bad. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I'm okay. I'm okay. That's hilarious. And um, I did that meet and absolutely loved it. I I don't I don't remember. Um, I I'm sure I failed on some technicalities, but I qual you know I got a good total and I actually I think I actually got a, an award like first or second or something in some of the lifts. Oh dang. I did I did pretty Fantastic. well. Yeah, that's great. But I loved it so much that I knew I wanted to go further, and that was in May. Mm-hmm. I met with you in June. I yeah. scheduled an appointment with you in June and yeah. and started coaching and, and you training yeah. me um, yeah. starting in July of 2016. We just Ages. found out. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah just we just found, found out. We just remembered. Yeah, I just <laughs> remembered. I thought, you know, I thought it was like 2018 and I started looking it up and I was like, yeah. oh. I was thinking about it yesterday and I was like, I think it was 17, but it was 2016. Yeah. Yeah. 2016. yeah. Amazing. yeah. So, Stephanie, what was it about powerlifting? Like, was just the whole experience as a whole, doing the lifts that really you fell in love with? Well, I I loved, um, it was a huge confidence thing. Mm. Um, Well, besides wearing a singlet (laughs) 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 that shows everything. Um, Besides wearing the singlet, it was a huge confidence thing to go out there and and put up some numbers. Mm -hmm. And, and, um, you know, just realizing, you know, kind of competing against yourself and realizing I am stronger than I think I am. Or yeah. ever thought I was going to be, mm-hmm. and then um, in the world of powerlifting, there is there's such a camaraderie of mm-hmm. people, and everybody is cheering on everybody from all different fitness levels, and you know from people like me that just showed up mm-hmm. in a borrowed singlet, and um, to people that have been lifting for a long time and that are yeah. elite lifters, yeah. and so that community really really got me in. But um, but truly, it was it was the confidence and the strength and the the 
it it was a game changer yeah. really for me in That's my life yeah. so how did that change your like your perception and your mindset from when you know that you you got challenged to doing the meet to after like what what how did how did you feel that shift come on was it like one moment like after the meet or was it like after the first squat attempt you're like i like this it was after the first squat attempt oh, oh wow that's cool yeah. i mean truly it was after that first lift after you complete it yeah you go oh my gosh i just did that yeah and and um and realizing that i can do more and then that second mm -hmm. attempt and that third attempt and mm -hmm. then realizing the camaraderie and the and the um people that are cheering you on even though mm -hmm. they don't know you yeah um is pretty phenomenal and then, and you know, just realizing too, it, it was a game changer for me in my health, overall health, yeah. as far as um, my fitness level. And um, you know, I, as I was filling out the questionnaire, I was thinking about it's not just the f the fitness level mm -hmm. and and taking care of my body, but it's also the mental health level oh, for sure. Absolutely. And um, I often joke about people are like, oh my gosh, you go to the gym so much, or and you know, and mm -hmm. and when I'm really in a training cycle, prepping for a, a meet. Mm -hmm. It's two Quite and a time, half yeah. hours every time, sometimes three hours mm -hmm. every night. You know, those good old powerlifter rest breaks. You're right. Let me tell you, you're just having a, a, yeah. A you can't rush it, and no, and no. so um, you can't rush perfection stuff. <laughs> <laughs> right. We all want to. Right. Yeah. Or maybe it's just the Eric Cafferty programs. I I don't know. Listen, but <laughs> but I get results. I, I I joke. Yeah. Right. They do get results. Yeah. But the reality is, is that um, it's my therapy. Oh, and, and being in the profession that I'm in, um, it, it is important that I have self-care. You know, mm -hmm. they talk a lot about that in my profession as far as um, yeah. we see so much trauma and so much difficult situations on any given day within the school system. Mm -hmm. Having an outlet that was a positive, natural yeah. way for me to, to release the dopamine, to release all those yeah. things that help. Um, but yeah, I think that, um, you know, mentally there started to be a shift when it went from something that, was you know kind of fun and relaxed not and not that meets are ever relaxed because there's always pressure to perform and things like that but there wasn't like a lot of pressure to like win stuff you know to when you started getting some serious weight on the bar and you started figuring out like oh man like i'm really strong i can do this i can really strong. Like, I'm really I strong. do this yeah, right like i you know we can actually you know no places and then that kind of messes with you you know mentally when it comes to the amount of pressure that that you put on yourself when you know oh now people have seen that i'm strong now i'm expected to be strong you know yeah, that's right now like you're not just you're not just you know this is your first meet or two like i'm just out you know doing as good as i can right. whatever it's no now like people have seen what I'm capable of and if I don't perform at that level and get better then you know people are going to notice or you know I'm going to let you know people's expectations down they let my own expectations down you know I've hit certain numbers in the gym and you know well, I want to be able to do those in a meet mm -hmm. and all that kind of thing I think that you know psychologically that really really changes the game when it does. It comes to like all sports and yeah. performance you know what I mean that, I just heard this quote too I, I just, like somebody I think it was a woman's soccer team actually a gal that was on there said it's harder to maintain, be like stay at the top and to actually get to the top and I guess I mean mm -hmm. there's, there's, mm -hmm. I mean there's arguments for both sides but hers was just like 
if you've got to continually win and you're continually meeting expectations, but also having to exceed them. And so, like, if you're the best, then what's that next, next level? Next level. And then people just want to spectate. One, one of the things um, I, I found, like, a uh, little inspirational um, quotes or, or whatever, um, and I found one that says, I haven't come this far, I want to come this far. Yeah. And it goes through this mantra of famous speeches, and they, they take clips of each of the famous speeches. And I think on this particular one, David Goggins actually reads it. And oh. it's phenomenal. I, I literally have it on my playlist for meets. Mm -hmm. And when I'm having to do like that third attempt on any of those, mm -hmm. I literally have that on repeat. But um, to remind me, you know, I put in the work. Mm -hmm. and, and I... And I I know I can perform, and it's just getting me in the mindset of, of um, not watching what other people are expecting of me and not letting that be the focus, but letting my own expectations and knowing that I've put in the work, I've put in the time, I've put in the training, I have, you know, I, I have all the technicality stuff down, and, and I haven't come this far, I've only come this far. When I reach the top of that mountain, I'm going to find another mountain is one of the things in there, and, and this is a reminder of, of this is not over. Yeah. And there's so much more to accomplish. Yeah. Well, I think it, at some points, like people really, you know, just flat out don't know how much they're capable of. Right. right? And then you start putting these self imposed limits on things like, oh, I'm lifting, you know, 200 pounds. That's a lot. Mm -hmm. Who says that's a lot? But yeah, that might be, you know, other people might consider that a lot, but for you, that's not a lot. For you, that's normal, right? Right. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's one of the powerful things about training, you know, in a gym where powerlifters train is there's always a stronger guy. You know what I mean? Always. And so, always. You know, you're always seeing people yeah. move these massive amount of weights, and you're just like, oh, okay, yeah, they can do it. Yeah. yeah. And so it definitely, you know, puts things in a, in a more like, this is like real world, you know, people actually do this, I can do this, yeah. as opposed to seeing it on Instagram. Well, and that whole mind game is, is huge. And, and it, one of the, the biggest shifts for me is I think we realized, probably about the state meet time, mm -hmm. that um, you control all of my numbers. Mm -hmm. That if I saw what you're putting down for my next attempt, the second or third attempt, mm -hmm. then I would start this doubt thing, oh, this sure. doubt game. And so if I had no idea what was on the bar when I walked out there, and that was why it was important for me to have my headphones on to the very last second, mm -hmm. so I couldn't hear them announcing, she's going to attempt, you know, da-da-da-da-da. So if I had no idea, then it didn't play in my head, but the doubt didn't. Mm -hmm. And I would just go out there because I put in the work. Right. And that's what I tell myself. Yeah, put in the work. I, I, I lift heavy things. I can do this. Yeah. I, you know, there's no reason why I can't. So I had no, no reason to doubt mm -hmm. when I didn't know what the number was. Right. And because of that, I think that I, I shifted a lot in my mind, and I, oh, yeah. I could do it. And yeah. the other thing I think that was pivotal in my, my training and meet days was um, using video. Oh, yeah. Oh, and I, I constantly, and probably people are, like, tired of me recommending it when they're talking to me out in the gym. <laughs> but I'm like, let me video that for you. <laughs> because my mind, you know, it's like those memes that you see is, you know, what your mom thinks you do. What yeah. your friends think you do, what you think you do, <laughs> yeah, and then what you actually do. Yeah. Um, the video for me is huge when I'm when I'm training for a lift because I can see my form exactly and have an objective view because I'm not objective right. when I just think about it. Well, the way you feel things is a lot can be a lot different than the way you think. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, especially when it yeah. comes to heavy weights that feel like 
oh man, that is so slow, like it just feels so heavy. And then you watch that video, you're like, oh, that wasn't bad. No, and, well, I think you know. Oh my gosh, I look like a dog taking a dump, you know, on my on my deadlift, and then then you watch it, and you're like, oh, yeah. my form was actually intact, and I yeah. and that was faster than it felt. Yeah. And so at meet time, I I actually have somebody assigned that videos every lift, and as soon as I walk off the platform, I watch the video oh, to cool. rewrite the story in my head mm-hmm. from what my feelings were to right. the reality of what it was. Yeah, that's really that's cool. Write that down, powerlifters. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's definitely one of the most beneficial things you can do because it does give you that objective view, and your brain is not objective. No, your conscious mind is a is a real downer. You know yeah, I mean? yeah. So yeah. that was a that was a huge game changer for me. Huge to start videoing, you know, yeah. consistently like yeah, that. It means. So, so, well, sorry, Eric. The fact that you had somebody you can trust as well on your side be like, hey, Eric, I trust you to put the weight on the bar that yes. will help me improve and I can improve myself and all that kind of stuff. So, and then well, having somebody who can be accountable to you yes. and also tell you the reality. And and having, I, I cannot stress enough um, when people are starting out in powerlifting is to find a good coach. Somebody that, that gets to know you and gets to know your body, gets to know, I mean, because I'm, I'm not typical compared to other clients in the fact of my age. And and um, my hormonal <laughs> balance of things, so, you know, the whole menopause thing and all that. So I'm, I'm not very typical, but having a coach that knows that and knows science enough mm-hmm. to know that I'm going to need different recovery times and I'm going to need different um, um, volumes, I guess, is really important. But also to have that coach that um, is sensitive enough to, to encourage you and, and give you the confidence that you may not have. Mm-hmm. And telling you constantly, I mean, I can't tell you how many times Eric on meet day and the training day was like, Stephanie, you've put in the work, you've mm-hmm. got this, and I know you can lift this weight. Mm-hmm. And having somebody constantly in your ear telling you, you've put in the work, you've done this, That's it's, it's huge. That's the rule. I never put anything on the bar that you can't lift. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Lift, right? Yeah. There's never any doubt. Yeah, right? yeah. But the other thing, too, is... You know, the queuing and all of that is so key to people, you know, downplay that. Like, you can be strong all day long, but if you're not, you know, following the specific powerlifting rules, you know, and mm-hmm. still, you know, fitting those rules in with biomechanics of things, um, you know, some people just have to, you know, squat differently. And they have to do certain things to be able to achieve certain depths mm-hmm. in their squat or... Yeah, you, you name it, but yeah, all that stuff is very important. But um, yeah, overlooked a lot by people. Like, yeah. oh, I think I'll lift weights. Yeah. Right. Uh, one thing I don't think that we've talked about a ton is how has your job and your career um, impacted your lifting in that, like, the education that you have and what you've learned being a psychologist, how has that impacted? The, the psychological side of powerlifting, would you say? It's had a, a really, I think, good relationship with it. Um, it's 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 been a good melding of two different worlds in a, in a sense. Very different. <laughs> yeah, where where um, I I am focused on my mindset, mm-hmm. and I and I know how important that is. You know, the psychology part of that. I know how important that is. You know, I I put things in front of me as far as. Um, books that I read and things like that um, that talk about mindset and I 
I'm wanting to grow in that. I have a very growth-minded mindset as it is. So I think that just translates really well into into the, the powerlifting world, and especially at a competitive or elite level. Um, you have to have a growth-minded mindset. And you have to, you know, and um, one of the, the game-changer books for me was It Takes What It Takes by Trevor Moad. And um, his, his mantra of neutral thinking, um, and it's, it's beyond, like, positive thinking of, of visualizing yourself doing right. the, I do those things. I visualize the cues. I visualize me executing all of the different technical right. parts of the lift. But it's also um, being able to, when you don't have a successful lift, to come off the platform, watch the video, and go, oh, it was just this one little thing. Mm-hmm. I've done this before. I can do this. Mm-hmm. And I just have to tweak this. Yeah. And that's what that neutral mindset is, is realizing that um, that one split second mistake mm-hmm. does not define the rest of everything else. Yeah. And, and being able to do that. And that's where I think my background in psychology has helped tremendously with that. And um, I actually refer, or I, I use exercise and fitness and powerlifting um, a lot when I'm talking with students and families. Um, constantly, I'm, I'm asking, you know, what, what kind of things are you doing extracurricularly, you know, mm-hmm. especially when there's mental health issues, yeah. um, you know, for anxiety or depression, right. things like that, you know, are you involved in any, any um, sports? And, right. and then um, if there's any interest at all in weightlifting, mm-hmm. I share my story. Mm-hmm. And I say, oh, my gosh, you know, this is what it's done for me. And, and I would, and in fact, I many times, I've actually offered to meet a, a student in the gym right. and say, I will lift with you. Mm-hmm. And, and um, I would love to and, and things like that. And I talk about it a lot and how it's been something that's healthy for me mentally and emotionally to do as well. That's awesome. Yeah, that's super, super cool. So um, we'll we'll move on with our questionnaire a little bit here. Um, You say things that you're most proud of. Children and grandchildren. Yeah, of course, right? (laughs) I mean, absolutely. Um, And so, you know, we ask a little bit how exercise is advanced your life. You know, strength, confidence, uh, overall physical and emotional health and friendships. So um, what would you say is most most noticeable about that tangible on a, on a daily basis? So, um, you know, you talk about, like, the benefits of, of mental health that you get with exercise. What does that translate to for you? Gosh, a reduction in anxiety. I have a high, highly stressful job. Mm-hmm. And I've had life events that are incredibly stressful um, but and, and traumatic. Um, but I, I know that being consistent in my training mm-hmm. makes all of those things a lot more manageable. Yes. Um, in fact, at different times, you know, um, right after placing second at nationals, mm-hmm. my, literally I got home on Monday and my mom that day had a, a, an aneurysm. Oh, yeah. And and she passed away, and um, and you know for a couple of weeks I don't think I came to the gym because you know yeah. of, of the whole situation and, and dealing with the family and, and grieving. Mm-hmm. Um, but it came to a point that my kids and, and husband were like, "You need to get back in. Yeah. <laughs> Something's not. You right just right need there. to go. You need to go back to the gym." And I knew I needed to go back to the gym. Yeah. And um, when I got back into the consistency of training. 
I had already signed up for a meet that was going to be like the next month in, in Las Vegas. And, um, oh, it was a horribly hard decision um, to, to continue to go through that meet, even though I felt, yeah. you know, so depleted emotionally and, and um, even physically after nationals. Um, and I, and I, so yeah, it was, it was yeah, after it's it's like such a, a big meet. Yeah. Well, and it wasn't my best meet, but it wasn't my worst meet. I did just yeah. fine. Yeah, you did. You did. And I, I think I needed it emotionally more than I did physically. Yeah, something to concentrate on. I did something to concentrate on, and also I think it was a step um, towards getting more resiliency or more grit of, of realizing, you know, um, life happens, and and I'm not the only one that was on that platform that has experienced something traumatic in the last month. Mm-hmm. And um, realizing that when I go and train in the gym, I'm not the only one that's going through a bunch of crap in their life. Mm-hmm. And life is going to continue to throw things at you. Mm-hmm. But one of the ways that you can work through those things is being consistent in your healthy habits. Mm-hmm. And and so it, that's been huge for me and, and staying consistent with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the top three things that you're passionate about. Yes. Um, so mindset. Obviously, you talked talked a lot about that. Very important overall health and habits. So, you talk about you know healthy habits. What does that look like for you? So, how are you how are you planning your day? How are you planning? You know, you think a lot of people can probably relate to you in that they have you know a stressful job or a you know a tight schedule. How are you putting your training in? How are you planning your food around stuff? Like well, that? I was here till eight thirty last night. Yeah. <laughs> Because the only time I had to train was after my day and mm-hmm. after appointments after work were done. And so I came in at 7 p.m. And um, it's still being committed enough to try to fit it in. Just figuring yeah. out if I have to get up at 4 a.m., I'm going to get up at 4 a.m. to do it. And I and uh, so I think, number one, being intentional about planning yeah. for that is really yeah, important. Plan. Be plan. intentional. Plan. Intentional. Yeah, you mm-hmm. have to. So I actually legit schedule it into my schedule. Um, eating within the workday can be really difficult mm-hmm. um, because I never know what's going to be thrown at me in a school day right. um, at times and with meetings and, and working with students. Um, so I, it's hard for me to eat it at a consistent time. Mm-hmm. So I plan intentionally and I have um, things packed. I have a large lunchbox that I carry with me that when I have that moment, I'm going to be eating what is in you know my lunchbox so I'm not grabbing something out of the teacher's lounge. Right. Or, yeah, anything that no, right. So I, I'm grabbing the healthy choices that I've already done. And I do much, much better um, whenever I meal prep, like on the oh, weekend. Yes. It's, I know, it takes time. <laughs> Have we talked time, about that before, Eric? And, and yeah. every time I, I know, I've listened to all the podcasts, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah. oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Those are all right. Those are right. Yes. And, and, um, and whether that be meal prepping using like Ava's flavors and yeah. stuff like that, you know, mm-hmm. using things like that, I've totally done that. And I've also done the thing where I make tons of chicken and mm-hmm. tons of whatever, you know, turkey. And um, I literally um, have it all in containers ready for me to yep. take in my lunchbox See, with me. the way people, it's not just the crazy bodybuilders. No. No. girls trying to build butts. This is power lifters. This is normal people. Everybody should be prepping healthy food and not eating McDonald's. Yes, yeah. For the love of God. Don't get in that long line. No. I I saw it again today, dude. I went for a walk. I went for my midday walk. To get ice? And there they were. I didn't get ice. <laughs> <laughs> I did it. But 
all those people in the McDonald's line. Yeah. I just, I just want to, I'm going to be that dude with a sign. Yeah. <laughs> right at the entrance. Yeah. So you're like, turn so, around. So, all right. But let's, let's be honest. One of the things I've realized um, as I become more, you know, doing uh, food as fuel right. for my body and fuel for my, my lips. Yes. I mean, truly, I, I know when I have not eaten enough um, mm-hmm. carbohydrates or enough protein, I know because it, it shows in my lips. Absolutely. And, and so it's really important to, to eat those macros. So I the thing I've realized is that it has to be sustainable for me. Absolutely. If I'm on this really restricted, only mm-hmm. eat this, this, and this, and this, right. um, I can never help to take a big bodybuilder because of that. Because Oh, sure you could. Yeah. I don't do that either. Yeah, well, I, I just... Mm-hmm. I just go, oh my gosh, um, it has to be something that's sustainable that I can do. And I have to be able to have those meals where I'm going to go out with my friends and I'm going to have, have, you know, the whatever I want, you know, type thing and, and have a drink or whatever. I have to have that written into my plan, but I plan for it intentionally. I intentionally plan for it. Um, so I, you know, there have been there have been days where I'm like, oh my god, I, I didn't I didn't plan ahead, things like that, and so I'm going to have to sit in the line. And and then I literally get on the nutritional part of where I'm wherever I'm at, whether it be Chick Fil A or whatever. I look mm. at the nutritional values, and I choose the things that are the most clean right. that I could possibly eat. So that it, it, right, and no, well, that to me that's sustainable. Absolutely. <laughs> and and so, um, but I have the most success, and I'm I'm overall happier. Um, emotionally, and I do better in the gym and training when I've intentionally planned it out. Absolutely. Not McDonald's fries. No, no. <laughs> no. Not going to happen. Well, you're just not going to perform. I mean, no, no. But, mm-hmm. So, yeah, the intentionality. Okay, I like so, the, the intentionality. So, now, so now that we're on the topic of food, if you are going to have a cheat meal, what is it? Mm. Oh, you know what? It's here. totally a bacon cheeseburger. Oh man, from where? I like Main Street. They're in Meridian. Oh, yeah, there you go. I, I, I drove by it. Oh okay. my gosh. Yeah. I've, I've not had it. Oh, okay. have to add that to you list. need to add that to your list. A bacon cheeseburger from Main Street is my go to cheat meal. Wow. And, okay. I, and I've you know, calculated the macros down. Right. <laughs> so I fit it in. Yeah, you're not the yeah. Well, and then I have to, and then I have to make sure I've ate really clean carbs, low, low carbs before I go into it. And my fat intake is really low going mm. into it. But it's worth it every time. I have it's, no regrets. It's no regrets. It's, it's the fats. It's it's fats. It is. It is. Lots of fats, but mm, they have the right the right sequence of how they stack it. <laughs> it is. It is. And their sauce is just perfect. And the pickles. Oh, and the onions, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fantastic. But I also, you know, as I've ate more clean, mm-hmm. um, my palate has changed. Oh, for sure. And yeah. and so, I mean, over the years, I can see it where I, I crave the, the more clean foods and the, you know, the things that yeah. are, are going to fuel me. Like, I'm a, I'm a steak girl, you know. Mm-hmm. Give me a great, you know, another cheat meal would be um, prime rib. And I say cheat just because of the fat content. Right. <laughs> and these are quote unquote cheating, but you know, yeah. non non typical. We'll yeah. Call it. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. That is that's like my go to, especially lately. Is is probably like that good steak. That so big steak. what's yeah. the what's the pre meat fuel meal? 
That's how it looked like. Wait, not, not no, the, you uh, totally. Not I'm like, yeah, because that's what you do for me. <laughs> I mean, yeah, no, but like, you know, day before, that sort of thing, if we're not trying to make weight. You know, if I'm not, no. When is it ever not trying to make right. weight? <laughs> okay, any, 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 you know, make believe world where I'm not making weight, I'm going to have a great steak. I'm going to have a good portion of, you know, good vegetables. I, broccoli. Say, I actually like broccoli. I know, I know. And I'd have some potato in there. And um, to my yeah. recollection, the night before uh, Nationals in 2019, it was a big potato steak. and steak. It was. Oh. It was totally that. Yeah, that would be my go-to. Yeah. yeah. Loved it. It was great. Oh, man. My mouth is actually watering. You know, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking it because yeah. it was so good. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I'm hungry now. Yeah. Okay. Very good. Um, so the third thing you say you're passionate about, uh, being intentional about investing in relationships and things that add meaning and purpose to, to life. I think that's a really cool thing um, to put that you're you know, passionate and obsessed with something like that because I, I mean, I totally agree building you know, strong relationships with those around you. I mean, that's, that's what life's all about. Right? It is, it is. And I, I you know, as I've gotten older, <laughs> I, I am, Shed your wisdom on us. Yeah, well, as I've gotten older, and um, I actually have a tattoo that says, Live It Well. Mm-hmm. And it's a reminder to me, and it's from a Switchfoot song uh, called Live It Well. And it's, you, you only have one life to live. Yeah. And um, even even more so probably in the last couple of years, um, just life experiences like the death of my mother. And then my, a year later, my brother passed away mm-hmm. from an unexpected heart attack, you know, of mm-hmm. course, at, at um, 50. Yeah. And and yes, and, and and things like that make me really reflect on what are my choices and, and what have yeah. I intentionally putting my time and my effort on? Is that something that's adding value to my life, or yeah, is that absolutely. something that is is taking away from my life? And so sometimes that means setting those boundaries to say no to certain things that are good things, but still say no because they're not adding value to your life and they're not yeah. something that's going to help you grow. And that means sometimes those relationships, too, that you're going to yeah. let go, um, you know, along the side of your life, whether it be friendships or whatever, that, that aren't, aren't adding value and, yeah. and aren't, aren't um, giving, giving you fuel to grow. Right. Yeah. Or if there, you know, a lot of relationships can be hindering growth. Yeah. You know I mean? Yeah. It's crazy to me why people hold on to stuff like that. Like, for example, I mean, not that you do this, but like, you know, drinking on the weekends with friends and stuff like that when you want to, you know, be a competitive powerlifter, be a serious athlete, or you know, whatever. You just want to get healthy. And then, you know, you go day drink on the weekends with your buddies, drinking the brewskis all day on Saturday, watching college football. It's like, eh. No, occasionally that's okay, <laughs> but not every weekend. No. No, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, it's, it's allowing yourself to live life. But right. at least that's what it is for me. As I, I just have to do something sustainable, but but um, it's not on a consistent basis. I can't do that. Right. And and put it, you know, again, surrounding yourself with the right people in the right environment. And for me, that has been the mecca. And oh, and yes. I mean truly, and I, I don't say that just because you know you're my coach. We and, haters. Yeah. <laughs> this is a sponsor. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I, you know you, you've got to find that place. And for me, it's the mecca, where um where you know, sort of like the cheers environment. Right. Norm, it's so good to see, you know, whatever yes. it may be. Everyone knows yes, we have a Yes, name. where everybody, yeah. <laughs> where everybody knows your name. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but I mean, truly, that's what it is. Where everybody knows your name, and and you are you are free to come in, and you will, you know. Um, and I feel like the Mecca is that a lot of people say, "Oh my gosh, I can never." When I, they ask me where I train, I say, "I'll go to the Mecca." I can never go there because um, there's so many elite bodybuilders and powerlifters there, and I feel like such the you know idiot trying to do anything. And I'm like, no. I mean, truly, if you come in. And the first time is always intimidating in any gym. Mm-hmm. But if you spend any time, you will see every fitness level here. And you'll oh, yeah. see everybody um, just working. And, and when you spend the time to get to know some of the people, they're all encouraging. I, oh, I, count, I count the people here as some of my really good friends yeah, that sure. are in my corner. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. And we are all in the corner, for sure. Uh, so tell us, uh, tell us your your goals. Your two, we, we asked for two to five year goals. Um, let's uh, let's go with uh, powerlifting here. What uh, what what are our two two to five year goals here? Well, um, immediate. I'm gonna say immediate. This is like less than a, a two year goal for me. But immediately, um, I just had in in May, I had a total knee replacement done. Heck yeah, you did. I did, oh, and no, no regrets. Snooze. And I, I have to say, I, I have to say this though, because when, and it's and it's, uh, it's a lot of people that don't understand the fitness part. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people when they when they hear, oh, you had a total knee replacement, it's because you are lifting those heavy weights. Right. And and the reality yeah. is is that um, every doctor I went to before I made that decision. Mm-hmm. It said, "I'm so glad you're in powerlifting, or that Absolutely. you that you do this because you prolong the life of your knee because you built all of those muscles yeah. around it. Absolutely, it just genetically, my knee was not designed in a good structural way. No. No. And built both arms. I know, yeah. and so and so, I had no cartilage left, and and so it was it was time. Yeah, and um, so I have no regrets of that, and I think powerlifting because of how strong I am, my recovery and my rehab has been." so yeah. much faster and so much more smooth. Yeah. So my immediate goal is to continue that rehab and to actually compete in December. Yeah. That's that's my goal. Yeah. Same year. It's happening. That's what I really <laughs> want to do. Yeah. And and I realize, you know, it's not that I'm I'm thinking negatively. I realize that I may not hit the, the four hundred pound squat or the three ninety squat that I can do that I used to do before my knee mm-hmm. replacement uh, on in December. Yeah. <laughs> in December. But I, again, it speaks to that grit or that resilience and that mindset um, and the, the consistent habit that I have yeah. of um, I know I can go out there and put up some good numbers. Yeah. yeah. No, I think that, you know, the thing that one of the many things that I appreciate about you, especially in this realm, going into talking about, like, you know, the, the knee surgery and recovery and things like that is, um, you know, the lessons that other people can, can learn from this. Like you said, people are saying, oh, well, you know, you power lifting, X, Y, Z, that's why your knee is, you know, that, that's that's why you're having knee surgery at this young of age. You know, it's like, well, no, that's not the case. You know, I think people just have a really poor perception. They have this stigma around weightlifting and like, mm-hmm. oh, you have to, you know, like, you go in the gym and yeah. you lift weights and you turn into this meathead or, you know, whatever. Well, they're using that as an excuse, I Absolutely. think. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's 100%. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, you know, they don't, people, you know, might not want to come into the gym because 
you know, they're intimidated, of course, or, you know, how about those reasons behind the name of that? I think a lot of people just do make those excuses mm -hmm. in their head, like, oh, you know, I don't want to get too big. Or I want to get injured, or I don't, you know, I'm too yeah. old. Yeah. Well, they know like Stephanie yeah. can squat 400 pounds. They cannot. So they say, oh, <laughs> because you did that, you got hurt. Yeah. Make themselves feel better. Yeah. It's just such a backwards mindset. It is. It is. It is. It's, you know, but, um, you know, it's something that's incredibly powerful, you know, for people to watch and people should be paying attention. People all walks of life is, um, you know, just the process that you've gone through going into surgery and now coming out of surgery. I mean, it was like months and months of, you know, squatting with knee pain and doing things with pain, working through that pain, mm -hmm. you know. Doing that builds mental calluses on you for sure. And when you're going through that process, you know, and you know, now that you can go through and squat, I mean, obviously it's different now, but in the future, you know, you're going to be thinking back to, you know, now I don't have any excuses because yeah. I'm paying yeah. I don't have that issue anymore. Yeah. Like it's go time. Absolutely. I mean, how freeing is that to be dealing with this nagging, nagging thing all the time and then. You know, it's going to be fixed. When I chose the surgeon, I did. One of the first questions I asked, I, you know, I went to three different doctors. Mm -hmm. I I said, do I have to give up what I'm doing? And the surgeon I chose said, absolutely not. There's mm -hmm. no reason to think it. No. And then I <laughs> I checked, like, no, no, really. Yeah. I can back squat over 400 pounds. Yeah. I can do that with a, with an artificial knee. Yeah. And yeah, it, it was no hesitation whatsoever. I'm like, okay, when can we get this done? Let's, yeah, do yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Schedule it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so I have no re no regrets about that. And, and I and I think that you know, mentally, emotionally, I need to get back out there. Yeah. And and so I'm, what I've done though to get there to the point where I can do that is I've done the rehab. I'm consistent oh, yeah. and habitually doing that rehab. I'm building back up those muscles. I'm showing listening. Showing up to PT. Showing yep. up to doing new and, and I can't stress enough is, is is choosing again the right coach who who understands physiology and understands the biomechanics of things, and who also will work with your PT. And so I feel like the PT that I have and you both. I mean, the PT, I show him the program that you've written for me. And he's like, fantastic. You don't need to come to me anymore. <laughs> and he's like, you, you got this. And, and it, you guys work very, very well together. And, and finding the people that understand you're, you're an athlete yeah. and that you have goals and that, and that you want to continue to work around and work through injury to that. So, anything. We can yeah. work around anything. I mean, so before the knee, we had a shoulder. Blew out yeah. my supraspinatus and yeah. my subscap, yeah. and um, that was while I was bench pressing yeah. <laughs> with you. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I watched it happen. It's terrible. It was awful. It was so bad. Well, and what's amazing about that? So I, I had that happen in February of 2019. I had yeah. surgery to to repair yeah. that, and I had to move my bicep tendon yeah. and repair all that. And then it was almost a year to the date of that surgery. I went back and competed. And I won best lifting with yeah. that meat. Yeah. And again, it's because I was consistent and, and I listened to my body, didn't push it too fast. Yeah. And I, I listened to the PT and I listened to you and we rehabbed it and yeah. I went back. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, truly, truly amazing. But I think, you know, whether it be, you know, God or the powers of the universe, I think that, you know, 
that that injury prepared you mentally yes. very, very well for the move. I think you're right. Because I think that you actually had a harder time mentally with your shoulder than yes. you did you. Um, and that happens a lot with people when you've not run into that before. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it's it's kind of, you know, it, at first when I started coaching people, it was a little bit difficult to to comprehend and explain things like that. Because I had been an athlete since I was three years old, you know, and I had, you know, broken bones, torn MCLs, torn rotator cuffs, all that stuff, playing sports when I was young, you know, I had an abulsion fracture at like 14, that's horrible. But, you know, after you go through an injury or two, you, you know, you learn like, gotta rest, gotta heal, and then you What's important is getting back on the horse when it's the time is right. And, and that's where mindset. Yeah. Mindset is everything going back from something oh, yeah. like an injury or total knee replacement or whatever. It's, it's, it's a everything. Mount, it's a mountain to climb. It, well, is. Yeah, it takes a lot of courage. It's like, oh, what if this happens again? Right. 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 It should be Yeah. Well, and, and even if it does happen again, I'd be like, Okay. Yeah. Honestly, like as an elite athlete, though, like that shouldn't even, mm-hmm. even be a thought in your mind. Like, I don't. I'm not, not saying that it does a lot. Like especially with those elite athletes and the competitors, because they're just like, okay, I'm healed and we're going to keep going. I know yeah. that I personally haven't, but I've had people. Yeah. You know, kids yeah. that I yeah. coach that yeah. have, have done the same thing. Yeah. 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 So you know, it's it's kind of one of those things you got to master your fear. You yeah. Know what I mean? It's and, a mind game. I mean, you you've got to take control. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go back in December, compete, and my goal is to qualify for the 2000. What it would be 2022 yeah. nationals, mm-hmm. and um, I qualify for that. Go and then um, qualify for worlds. 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 That's my ultimate yes. goal. So in five years, I want to hit the top three at worlds. That's yeah. my goal. That's goal, and that'll be M2. Yeah, because I am aging. aging <laughs> that is one thing that never stops. Yeah. <laughs> we are aging out. Yes, of yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, what's crazy, too, is, you know, like uh, our wonderful friend and role model, Perry, we have on mm-hmm. there. Like a fine wine, Stephanie, you just keep getting better and stronger with age. Mm-hmm. It's pretty incredible that you can be hitting, you know, these kinds of numbers. I mean, and not that you're old by any means, because I don't think you're old. And age is just a, you know, a chronological <laughs> This is true. But age is just a chronological It number, is. Right? It is. It's, I actually have a shirt that says, age is no excuse. Yeah. Exactly. And I wear that sometimes in the gym, because um, it isn't. And I have other shirts that say, anti-fragile. Yeah. Um, and I, unfinished is another new yeah. one that I have from Kabuki. Yeah. Um, and mm-hmm. I, I love the mantra of that is that, Age is no excuse, and and um, just because you haven't arrived or you're not as good as the person lifting next to you, does not mean that you should not be out there. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. it's funny. I mean, because you were in those shoes, you know, five years ago, just mm-hmm. getting started. So let's talk about speaking of five years ago to now, and we're talking about goals and things like that. Let's talk. Uh, let's talk some numbers. So where where did your numbers start out? Like, what were, what were your first week numbers? I think my bench was like a 135. Which is respectable. Yeah, yeah. like maybe a 135. And my, I think my deadlift was a 305 or a 315. Also very respectable. And then my squat was maybe a 240. I remember right. right. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Which is um, good starting numbers, great starting numbers. Um, and at nationals, we uh, did you miss your third attempt bench at nationals. I think I did, but then I went back at the next meet, or you know, yeah, um, before I I, I hit like a, my top in a meet for bench is one ninety three. Yeah, but um, yeah, squat best meet squat was what did you was it one sixty three nationals? Did you? Have what was it? Three no. three sixty three? Yeah, sorry, three sixty three. Yeah, like yeah. three sixty three or three sixty seven, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, for squat. So that's a hundred and twenty something. <laughs> <pounds. laughs> Honestly, if I, I forget. See that's another really important thing is is I think for mindset mm-hmm. is to to look where you've come from. Oh absolutely. And to keep that in mind because it's it can get really um discouraging and you feel like you're you're hitting this this plateau and your yeah. lifts are not going anywhere. It's yeah. good to go back and, and look at those those past meets or those past yeah. gym PRs or whatever and say, yeah. oh, my gosh, yeah. I've increased yeah. it by oh, yeah. 150 pounds mm-hmm. or whatever. And every little bit of progress counts, too. Yeah. Because, you know, if it was, you know, 10 pounds a year, you'd st- I mean, it's right. still, that's still respectful, right. you know. And Absolutely. It slows, and it slows down to that, believe me, yeah. after a while. Oh, boy, does it. Yeah. But, um, big weight, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so, you know. Squat over 120 pounds, added uh, bench press, uh, what is that, like 70 mm-hmm. something pounds added, and then deadlift. Um, my my highest deadlift, four, my highest was 424. 424. 424. Yeah, it was 424. At nationals. At nationals, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of weight, yeah. But that was a, yeah, I mean, that was a PR too. In that oh, really? Gym. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. So that was a big deal. That was a pretty. My highest in the gym was 430. Okay. Yeah, because yeah. um, right before everything started really happening with my knee, I hit over a thousand pound total. Oh, yeah. For in the yep, gym. That's right. In June. And then oh, in yeah. July, I got the diagnosis on my knee. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, yeah. I very distinctly remember that. Um, so, yeah, um, gym PRs, squat was, uh, what, 390? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 390. 390. That's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot. That feels heavy to me sometimes. Yeah. I mean, I mean, yesterday it felt like three to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like your feeling of the Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, yeah. Pretty, pretty outstanding in terms of progress, you know. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm nothing but impressed. So <laughs> That's great. Right. You know. I, I do pay you to say that to me. That's true. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> So we'll uh, we'll go to the if somebody is struggling or stuck, uh, what wisdom would you give them? What did I even say in that question? I, really good stuff. I know, so I better look it up. Um, gosh, I think the main thing is is keeping focus on those goals, keeping keeping that in your head, and you know, and I've heard on other podcasts other people that you you've had in here um, talk about goal setting and, and making sure that it's it's you know realistic to a point you know um for yourself but but having critical people the intentional people in your life that's going to help you set those goals for yourself right. and and um that are that are realistic but also far reaching yes um but keeping focus on it and that you know and i think that goes 
for anything. It can go for fitness. It can go for anything professional. It could go for relationships. It could oh, go absolutely. for anything in life is, is setting those goals and keeping focus on it. And, and then, again, I'm going to use that word, making an intentional plan yeah. of the steps you're going to take to get to those goals. And then being intentional about taking those incremental steps yes. and not expecting it to happen overnight. And, um, because it, it doesn't always happen overnight. And it, it's yeah. being consistent and trusting the process mm-hmm. and putting in the work, just putting in the work, knowing that yeah. that work is going to pay off. You're going to see some increases. It may not always look like you think it should mm-hmm. or feel like you think it should. But knowing that putting in that work is yeah. is that's that's where the money is. That's yeah. that's where it's going to pay off for you. Mm-hmm. And um, again, I, I can't stress enough. I think to get unstuck, you have to be intentional and you have to surround yourself with the right people and be in the right yeah. environment. So speaking of struggling or stuck, how unsure were you going into that mini surgery that you were going to be able to do what you want to do again? You know, I don't. Was think- there any doubt? No, I, I can be honestly. I mean, there there was a little bit of um, just uncertainty because I just didn't know what to expect as far as pain and how quickly I could come back. Right. But I was convinced that I would come back. Now I'm determined. Yeah, you know. So I wasn't afraid that I wasn't going to because you know I, I had a you know on the top surgeons Dr. Mm-hmm. Dr. Cool. <laughs> Shout out, Shout out Dr. Cool. Well done. Um, yeah. Good job. On that. Honestly, right. Um, but uh, I had a top surgeon that I had researched that understood me as an athlete and um, that was telling me, yeah, you will totally go back. To-. And I actually showed him what depth was. I remember yeah. it distinctly, the conversation. I'm like, okay, I, I could do 400 pounds back squat to depth. And he goes, well, just tell me what depth is. So I showed him what depth was. <laughs> Literally. And, and he's like, yeah, yeah, you can. And um, and so I think again proper so, depth, guys. Breast <laughs> of the knee above the crease of the hip. Yeah. And so I again I, it's intentionally surrounding yourself with the people that have the knowledge base and expertise, you know, like that people are you and, and my physical therapist, Great Iron Fitness. <laughs> Dr. Tamara, yep. yep. Um but surrounding yourself with the right people that's gonna help you get there Absolutely. gives you that confidence that you need. That, that you're going to overcome any fear. And yeah. so, um, you know, when I woke up and then I tried to take, you know, because within two hours I was walking. Yeah. And I was like, oh, well, this is different. Yeah. And then within um, four weeks I was back here. Yeah. And I was so limited what I could do and, and um, so shaky because I just couldn't get the quad to fire and everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I knew because of building upon successes. And when you take those incremental steps Absolutely. and you constantly are consistent with that and you're building those habits of being just consistent, I'm just going to show up, I'm just going to show up. Yes, I'm just going to show up, I'm just going to show up. Um, it is amazing to me because people ask me, how does it feel, does it hurt still? I'm right. like, oh, of course there's times that it hurts or it feels yeah. stiff or whatever. But every day is better than the day before. Yeah. And, and I think that my mindset is, that so much mm-hmm. that I make it that even if it's really hard. <laughs> mm-hmm. right. that um, I, I amaze myself. I mean, every day when I'm yeah. every week when I'm training with with you and and we actually started squatting every week. I've I've been able to increase by a, what 25, 30 pounds on the bar oh, yeah. every week. Yeah, we started with uh, barely being able to fire quad and barely being able to 
you know, do a very emphasis assisted. on very <laughs> assisted, you know, pistol squat. Yeah. You know, starting with, uh, you know, unilateral training. So for those of you that have, you know, surgery on, on one side or the other, you have to break your training up unilaterally a lot. A lot. Um, just that why in, in a rehab setting because, you know, you're essentially retraining your, you know, um, your neurons, your your motor patterns, all of you know your nervous system that's you know essentially running and turning on and activating those mm -hmm. muscles. So it's very uh, it's a very tedious process, which is why you have a physical therapist, um, and that's you know one of their main gigs is to you know reteach your body how to use itself. Yeah. Um, and it's a really interesting process actually to watch and to see, you know, on a week by week basis, oh, this is where we are. Like, oh, oh, now this is starting to work a little yeah. better. And oh, yeah. we're getting better activation here. And oh, you know, yeah. and just the feedback. And oh, now we're getting more coordination. Oh, now we're getting more activation. Balance and, yeah. We can balance better. You know, all of a sudden, one week, there was no more limp when you walked. Yeah. Like, you know, and it's just, you know, the the nerves yep. were basically doing their job and the you know, the motor recruitment was just becoming more normal. Uh, and it just takes time. I think one thing that helped my mindset throughout the rehab too is I actually videoed some of those very, very assisted pistol squats in the very beginning. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh my gosh, you know, this is yeah. terrible or whatever. And just how shaky and how yeah. assisted it really mm -hmm. was. And then... A week later, I videoed the same thing. I was like, oh. And, yeah, and, and, and I've continued to video different things um, to rewrite the story mm -hmm. in my head Absolutely. because my feelings will lie to me or my brain will lie to me and tell yeah. me it's something different. Yeah. I, again, I think that translates into almost anything in life. Oh, for sure. You know, whether you're somebody that's experiencing extreme anxiety or somebody that's um, experiencing great depression, Taking yeah. those incremental steps of doing something different oh, yeah. with it every day and surrounding yourself with people that have the expertise, whether it be going to a therapist, whether it be going to a, a physician that can help you with medication at times, but doing those incremental steps to oh, build a different story and yeah. to, to create the different mindset of, oh, I'm better than I was yesterday, mm -hmm. or oh, and that's not to say you're going to have you know, bad days, because you will have bad days, but it's, again, being consistent and moving oh, yeah. forward. Um, sometimes people think bad days mean two steps back. No. And that's not necessarily true. You just, one aspect of your life, shit the bed, and so yeah. you just got to deal with it. And yeah. Run, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Just, I mean, some things you just can't control. No, no, absolutely. But the important thing is, like you said, you can control your mindset. Yes, you can control and you can mindset. you can control your response to it. Absolutely. That's the only thing you can control is your response and your mindset. Yeah. And so, um, I mean that's something that I am living. <laughs> and yeah. so and so the reality is is that um you just you move forward. When when yeah. life shits the bed, like you said, <laughs> you it you comes. clean it up and you say, it's Okay, nice. that's not gonna happen again it's and good. you keep going. Yeah. It comes down to discipline. It yeah. does, it does. Yeah. So um How's the knee feeling now? I felt the knee talk. You know, um, where are we at? <laughs> right? There, there are good days and bad days. You know, well, um, this week I I squatted more than I've squatted with a bar. You know, um, yeah, we did well, one eighty five sets of one eighty five. Eighty five. Um, 
And this with, is like uh, what, 13 weeks out from surgery? Yeah, 13 weeks out from surgery. Maybe 13? to a 15 and a half inch box um, for sets of 10. 10. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then we so, did some reverse banded fantastic. squats. Yeah, then we did reverse banded at squats. At 275. 275. Yeah. So um, what is amazing about the process to me is I can tell that I made the right decision in getting the knee replacement because um, I have muscles, stabilizing muscles, um, that never got sore when I squatted before. And so I think that it's it's corrected some in, you know inconsistencies or some... Um, oh, yeah. Some some issues that some I had going on. Some some, yes, issues. yes. Where I was compensating just naturally, my your brain automatically does it. Yes. So um, the knee the knee is doing great. I mean, honestly, I have no complaints. I have to I, I have to be mindful and intentional. Mm-hmm. You know, at night I wear a, a leg sleeve that helps reduce swelling, and so I do those things to prep myself. And and so I'm very intentional. I plan ahead with what I'm going to do and make sure I have plenty of movement because I drive. Um, 25 minutes to an hour one way to get to work and then when I come back so that's a lot of time sitting in one position in the car mm-hmm. so when I get out I know that I'm going to have to fire the dog because it's like what did you just do yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I have to be very intentional about things yeah. like that mm-hmm. yeah. yeah absolutely so um, speaking of training um, preferred preferred training style what's your preferred training style Eric Cafferty style okay. so. Yeah, so, yeah, I started writing like yeah, the DUP and oh, yeah. and and stuff like that. Um, definitely, and, and you you do a great job varying my my volume and intensity level, and um, we use RPE. And I will I will confess, you know, publicly that it probably took me two years to fully understand the RPE. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a slippery slope. It is, it is, and um, what's what's funny is when I think I got a good handle of okay, RPE of six, I'm, you know, five, you know, four reps away from my max. Um, My RPE is oftentimes different than when I'm training with Eric and what he perceives as my (laughs) my RPE. He's like, no, that was not a six. That was, you know. It's that objective perspective. It is, it is. It's funny. Well, and again, video helps with that um, because you can objectively look at it and say, okay, that moved way too fast or that moved slower or whatever. Because your mind tells you another story, and your feelings may tell yes, you another story. Yeah. But now that I've gotten used to it, um, I I suggest it all the time to people, and I take the time to explain it and all this stuff. But because I think it's a, I think it's a good methodology. Yes, I I, I tend to agree. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what? Um, oh, I love this question. We're gonna throw some. Uh, we're gonna throw some curveballs at you. Ah, yes. <laughs> These were not in the questionnaire. These are the best. No. Uh, if you could have dinner with. Three people, um, dead or alive, who would they be in life? You listen to the podcast. I know, You're I do. Totally so I do. So, so I was thinking, I have, I have two, two people that I would just love to spend time with and just soak in their wisdom. And, and one of them would be Trevor Moad. Oh, yeah. I would absolutely love to have dinner with him and 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 talk more in depthly about that neutrality, you know, that neutral mm-hmm. thinking and and um, that both it takes what it takes. And then I would also love to have dinner with David Goggins. Oh, dude, yeah. <laughs> I, I just been mentioned four oh or my five gosh. times, oh, probably. Yeah. You know, <laughs> listening to his book and, and following him on Instagram and, yeah. and all those things, um, his mindset is absolutely insane. There's only one problem with that. I don't know if that means. Uh, oh, true. You never see him. That's true. 
He's yeah. got to be. That's a really good point. I've never seen him. <laughs> Maybe he's always shredded. So I, I, would I know what I would do then? It's just going to be huge. Yeah, so what I would do is while he's running, I'd ride a bike next to him. Because <laughs> I could not run to keep up right. with him. But I'd be riding a bike, and I'm sure we could have a, a legit conversation because he can totally do the you know, the, the Instagram talk, video talk, and talk yeah. while he's running. Dude, I yeah. think that's when you have your best thoughts, though. Oh, absolutely. Dude, if somebody were to talk to me as I'm, like, biking my butt up a mm. steep trail, there would be no sugarcoat at all. No. You know, think about it. When he's running along there, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. just doing work, Yeah, it's, it is straight from the heart, honestly, you yeah. getting out of there. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? yeah. But those are, those are two great choices. Do you have a third? I would probably, you're going to laugh, but I would probably love to have dinner with, not probably, I would love to have dinner with Russell Wilson. Uh, quarterback of the Seahawks. Fair enough. Very fair. Oh, I, I just think he's an amazing human being, and um, I, you know, of course, I'm a Seahawks fan. Ah, there it is. And, <laughs> yep, and, and um, watching him and his integrity, mm-hmm. I think, is, is pretty incredible. And then um, he adheres to, to Trevor Moad, and that, that's his oh, mindset yeah. coach. Yeah. And um, so hearing how it plays out in that level of an athlete right. and what he's learned in his experience mm-hmm. would just be amazing. Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. I'm not asking how to make some yeah. <laughs> you would what? I would ask someone made some of those plays. Right? I'm saying the one where they put the dime right at the back of the end zone. Where no one in their right mind would have checked it except yeah. that dude in his I know. I know. It's neutral thinking. It's neutral <laughs> I mean, it's, it is truly that. mindset. I truly Absolutely. believe that. Yeah. yeah I just kind of willed it happen. Well, it yeah. happened. Pretty much made it happen. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so we know one book, um, Takes What It Takes, yeah. which I read. I think it's it's you know, really, really good. Um, you know, I certainly, um, you know, got some good tips and, and pointers and tricks um, mentally from that book. So what are a couple other books that you'd recommend? That you can't hurt me. You know, the David Goggins book, too. It's fantastic. Yeah. Um, I, well, I just think that's just so inspirational and so um, motivating. Yeah. I mean, if that doesn't make you want to take up running yeah. <laughs> you know, or whatever it is right, yeah. you know what I'm saying nothing oh, else yeah. would make me you know something has to be chasing me in order to make me run right. <laughs> yeah. um but yeah um and then um the coddling of the american mind oh yeah, yeah which i've also read you recommend to me it's yeah. it was t- honestly it was tough for me to read yeah well, what? you know, I will confess that I, I listened to it first on Audible, oh, okay. and um, it, it's very, it's, it's good, you know, listening to an Audible. It's not that it's a hard read, it's just... Technical it, at times. It's technical at times, but it, it's just frustrating. Yes. So, well, I, I will confess, I, I spent uh, 75% of the book being depressed. Like, yeah. It's oh, depressing. my God, what what are we going to do about this? And what's, what's interesting is I didn't, I don't think I recommended it to you until... 2020, 2019. Oh, it wasn't that long. No. And I think it was 2020. It was. Yeah. 2020, just recently. Yeah. And I, I thought the book had been written actually in that year. Yeah, and it, it was, was 2018. Yeah, yes. It was and, and yes, it was, it was 2018. And they did the research for the book like and in 2017. All that. Oh, exactly. That's going on. The it is, it is an amazing book. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, actually, but you have to get to the end of the book. And um, yeah. and they talk about resources and ways to to correct yeah. some of this thinking yeah. that we've instilled in our kids and and I think about it a lot in my profession. Oh, absolutely. And in the school system system as far yeah. as because um, these guys are PhDs. Yes. In psychology. Psychology right? and one one's at like a statistician yeah, and he's a lawyer. Right. Yeah. Oh, and wow. he 
He actually fights for, for rights, right? He's an athlete, yeah. And just talking about, you know, in this day and age of um, how thinking is offensive, your thoughts are offensive. And because of like that... specifically at university and things like that. Yeah. And students being triggered and offended and getting... By, thi- by, by just thoughts. By just thoughts. Yeah. Like and like getting teachers yeah. fired and all this stuff. Yeah. It's like, it is wild. I can understand that very frustrating. Like, and it's like the story of people with zero... Um, zero responsibility? Yes, responsibility. People with zero, like, accountability for their actions. Like, they just... It's just, it's like literally children just being whiny. Yeah. But like getting Brittany trouble in trouble every day from the pharmacy with a question. Uh, I mean, just like an experience. Again oh, yeah. Again. I'm, I'm sure. Like, I can't yeah. even imagine. I would have been fired so fast. Yeah. yeah. Like, I think I would have been, but anyway. Well, you, you, you got to read the book. I don't want to tell the whole thing, but they start out some of the root causes of, 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 yeah. of what's caused that, that shift in thinking of being offended all the time by just thoughts. Oh, cool. Yeah, and, okay. and they talk about the culture of safetyism that was that was created. Um, and this is when my parents were parenting. Yeah, and, and when I that. started parenting yeah. and, and how we wanted to protect and, and coddle and put this cocoon of safety around our kids it's without. You can't expose them. Yeah, you got to, I'm going to, I'm going to give a teaser that you need to, you need to look it up, read the book, and they talk about the peanut allergy mm-hmm. research. Oh, yeah. And um, you just, you, you got to go home and read it. Because, yeah, because I have a peanut allergy. Yeah, but it, it is yeah. fascinating. Yeah, yeah, but it is fascinating. I'm not saying that peanut allergies do not exist, because I totally believe they exist. No, 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 I. Well, I yeah. was in the ER. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, I know they exist. But, but yeah, no, I totally get what you're saying. But they did. Even it. as a person who experienced yeah. them, like, I, the mindset that you're saying, just like that. I don't know. I, yeah, I you don't want to I want you to read the study because it was, it was fascinating. It is fascinating that cool. a study that was actually conducted, a long, longitudinal study, mm-hmm. where they had control groups and all these different things that right. they, they yeah. conducted about um, the creation of some peanut allergies. Yeah. I'm like legit peanut allergies. Yeah, I've, I've had uh, yeah, um, yeah conversations about that before. People yeah, it's interesting. Really cool. interesting. But yeah, that's I. I, I so I would probably have dinner with those two guys too, Jonathan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I would love to pick their brain and yeah. and and how um, as a school psychologist in, in oh, particular, sure. yeah. um, how they could see that my profession could help shift some of that and yeah. and and in a book they actually give some websites and some different programs that are actually being instituted in the school system and mm-hmm. um, elementary and and you know middle school and high school that help fight that yeah yeah, cool. yeah it is a wild wild issue you know and that's one thing it's like you know we're and we're speaking more to adults obviously but you know teaching people to have accountability for their actions and take responsibility yeah. And, you know, just own up to things that, you know, you're doing wrong yeah. and things that you're doing right. Well, you know and, what I mean? It's and just, to also be able to have a dialogue with somebody that doesn't agree with you. Right. And mm-hmm. not take it to some level that is harmful. Right. And And realize, oh, not everybody has to agree. We can right. each have our own opinions. Right. And that's okay. Right. And that's what makes us all stronger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So, yes, great book. All right. My favorite question. Top two movies. Oh gosh, I forgot about that on oh, your podcast. That's the best question. It's a solid question. Oh gosh. Good. I'm I know glad. you really stumped me. I'm I don't know. Happened. You're glad this happened. <laughs> <laughs> to see me to see me stumped for a moment. I do like movies. I like 
I know, I do. I like remember the Titans. Okay, there you go. That's not that's not surprising. Yeah. Well, it's because you know the underdog story and, oh, and yeah. the the grit and the perseverance and oh, yeah. the that's yeah. A great one um, for sure. So I, I really like that one as a go-to. I also love a good you know romantic comedy. At I was going to say rom com. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I do. And there's too many to to think of. Um, I like the proposal. Oh yeah. Dude, Casey funny. got me into Yes, I Love You. Oh, yes! Dude, that's too good. That's big time. I yeah. love the fact that you just admitted that yeah, <laughs> publicly. Yeah. Yes! That is, that is, that is I, good. Admittedly, I hate most rom-coms, but that one hit me right in the mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just, there was one I watched a little bit ago. And, um, okay, it had Julianne Huff and I don't remember the name of it at all. But anyway, that one hit me too good. Yeah, there's yeah, some, there's some. But I was like, like high school, <laughs> like I was like a teenage boy, and it's like, this is yeah. yeah. yeah like, it's, uh, so I was at a at a at a conference or a training the other day, and and um, the speaker happened to show a clip um, from The Breakfast Club, <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh, I forgot how good that movie was. I need to go back and watch that again. Oh um, yeah, well, and, and just in my profession, it just. It shows so many things that you see play out. So, you know, even though it was created so long ago and whatatever, it still happens. And yeah, yeah, good stuff. So, favorite, or I should say, uh, top gym song and or band. What's your, what's your music playlist looking like? Wow, well, I have a very specific one that I listen to um, pretty much. That one every single time I'm in the gym, oh. and, I'll, and if I hear a song that um, uh, is that <laughs> I named my playlist. Let's hear it. It's kind of funny. Well, or cheesy. I don't know. The power play. The power play. <laughs> I love it. I really like it. Oh, the power play. Seriously, <laughs> that, that is the name of my of my. So um, that's hockey terminology right there. I love it. Go again. Yeah, 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 it is. It is. You're right. But um, I have some Imagine Dragons in there. Okay. And um, I have some Ex Ambassadors. Okay. Okay. And I also have um, oh one that I that I just happened to listen. And it was actually on a meet day. It just randomly played on the radio while I was getting ready for a meet day. Mm-hmm. It's called White Flag, oh. and it's by Bishop Briggs. Oh, and yeah. it's it's I'm not going to surrender. Oh, I'm not putting up my white flag. There you go. And so I immediately, because it has the right beat, it has the right, you know, um, feel oh. to it. I, I can't. It's got the right message. Yes. And so that's the other thing is, is um, what you put into your mind totally affects what comes out of you oh, and your absolutely. behavior. So I, I have a very specific playlist that have, it's the message behind everything that I will, that I, I choose specifically for my playlist. It has a good, I have a good upbeat and it can never, ever Ever be country. It's <laughs> <laughs> a very hard rule. Yeah, yeah, very hard no on the country for me. Um, I try. I really try sorry, at times. Yeah, sorry, I know. Boone. I know. When I Everyone heard that, I was like, "Oh, I still like you, though, Boone. I really still like you." Yeah, and you and see, yeah, you can still disagree. Right, right, exactly. And I'm not going to egg his car or anything like right. that. No. But um, <laughs> but but it has to have this message in it. Um, I also I mean, Gladiator is another good one. Um, oh, and I also added Legends Are Made. Mm-hmm. Um, that one's a huge one for me. It's all because of the message. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. because, you know, how many times are you listening to the video in the morning or whatever and a song comes on and um, it gets stuck in your head for the day and it may totally be a message that's not going to add anything to your life. It's like slapping the hose or something, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like, it's like, no benefit to the day. No and, benefit at all. 
and and this I just devalued me. Right. Seriously yeah, though. Absolutely. And so yeah. when I'm when I'm going in intentionally into my day, I, I listen to a different playlist in the morning. Yeah. But when I'm lifting, I have a very specific power play. My little yeah, my little secret. Yeah. That's I don't know if I should be embarrassed about that or not. But. No, that's perfect. That's I yeah. mean, that's that's great. Um so let's uh Hunter, this is your question, bro. It's a it's a it's a one, but come on. She was it. I don't know. Did you ask it? You were like, I don't know where the question is. So, well, no, the question is, uh, who would play you in a, uh, in a, a movie about seven? Yeah. Oh. Who would be the actress? Who would be the lucky uh, actress? Um, Reese Witherspoon. I would love. Oh. Well, yeah. she, she's not, you know, I think she's a strong female. Um, she's not strong enough, though. Who do you think it would be? I, I think what's tough, we're not going to find someone who's strong enough. Who is, um... But the character. I mean, who's the actress that plays, uh, the, the mother on the, the blind side? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, is it Sandra Bullock? Sandra Bullock. Yes. Yeah, I can see strong. that. I like it. See, Sandra yes. I would totally take that. Yeah, I would yeah. totally take that. Yep. Sandra Bullock. That's I agree. She has perseverance and grit. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No problem with that. The yeah. blind side also crazy. Oh yeah, that, I should have listed that one. Yeah, that's probably one of that's probably oh, that's, that's right. Like it that's right if it is. It is. Get you right in the feels, and oh, it makes you right. motivated. Yes. And yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, definitely. So, uh, top two role models or influences in your life. What would you say? Hmm. Was that on your list? It was. What did I say? What did I say? Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I had something really good. Well, you mentioned both. Of well, them. well, yeah. You know, um, truly, truly, I have a strong faith in God, yeah. and so, so my faith is pivotal to to how I approach life and to my mindset of things. So again, what I put in is what I'm gonna get out, gonna get out, and so I, Absolutely. I have to be grounded in that. Mm -hmm. So my faith in God is is huge, and I, I, um, you know, I, I give Him credit for a lot of what goes on in my life and how I get through things in my life. Yeah, and um, and so that definitely is the first role model I have. And then I would I probably say um, Trevor Millat. Again, I should probably get paid for this. You should. We're going to you should, you should hashtag him. Oh, he's tagged. <laughs> oh, right. You know, I think I've actually hashtagged him on um, yeah. some of my meet. You know, you know when I talk yeah. about a meet or whatever, sure. and it, yeah. putting in the work, I use his hashtags all the time. But, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, his book is good. Everybody, check it out. Read it. Read, uh, read her other choices. They're great. Uh, and follow this, this amazing, talented power lifter who is going to be breaking records. Absolutely. Near you soon. <laughs> Absolutely. So, yeah, we're, we're on the road to recovery. We're going to be back squatting over two bills next week, probably. Uh, and then we're halfway there. Amazing. Halfway there. And then we got to work on that. But that's a good part. It is. It is. We have a plan. We do. We have a plan. Intentional. Well, what we did is we measured what my depth would be in inches, mm -hmm. and then we measured where I was at that week. Mm -hmm. And I've already, like, I think the week that we measured, I was at seventeen and a quarter, and I need to be at thirteen. Oh. And um, the next week, I was at fifteen 13. and a half. Yeah, I think we need to be at thirteen point five. Yeah. So we we actually looked okay incrementally again intentionality. <laughs> I need to decrease my inches by this much every month. And we're ahead yeah. of schedule. We are. It sounds like we it. are. Yeah. So 
very positive things. Well, Stephanie, I cannot thank you enough for making the time to join us. It was fun. Uh, your story is certainly one that um, you know people should be able to relate to, even though you know you're a lot stronger. It's coming from a place where you know you're just like a lot of people, just getting into P90X, getting into, yeah. you know, getting I'm, into some I am sort of gym very setting. average. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, maybe an average start. <laughs> that's everybody. Everybody. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, and being average is fine as long as you're trying to get better. Yeah, right? absolutely. Just to improve yourself. But, absolutely. You know, it just so happens that uh, your genetic capability is uh, astounding, to say the least. So, mm -hmm. um, anyway, thank I thank you so much for being on. I continue to be impressed by you, and uh, I am looking forward to getting this rehab wrapped up and getting back on the platform. So, Me you. too. Absolutely. Awesome. Thank you. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Um, you know, listen to the podcast. Click all the links. New episodes uh, every Tuesday. New episodes every Tuesday on Paco Tuesday. So, <laughs> Thank you for joining us on the Power of Lifting podcast. Be sure to like, comment, subscribe, and share. For more content like this, follow Eric Cafferty and The Mecca Gym on all social media platforms.